0: Advent, gloriously ordinary, the Christmas story unwrapped over 25 days. Welcome to day four of our Advent podcast series. Trust that you're getting into the rhythm of things as we explore some of the central themes of the Christmas story over this time. Now, one of my favourite recollections from our childhood years were our family trips back to visit my grandparents, who lived in a small northern Kaysen town of Freyheit. A whole horde of scattered family members would gather over the Christmas and New Year holiday season, and a lot of fun was had by everyone. My paternal grandfather was an amazing man, and he had the ability to stir up in the kids a growing sense of anticipation as Christmas drew nearer and nearer. And on Christmas Eve, it seemed that the whole town would descend on his home and all the traditional Christmassy things would be pulled out of their hat Carol singing, mince pies, shortbread, nuts, along with a nutcracker to test our nutcracking skills, and much more. However, by the end of the evening, the only thing on my mind would be what presents were wrapped and lying under the Christmas tree waiting for me. Now, doesn't that sound like a child to you? My grandpa, Grandpa Ted, as we called him, had raised our sense of anticipation and expectation to fever pitch. Now, so we get into the big idea for today's podcast. Jesus' arrival, as we said, that's the word "advent, it's his coming, unusual as it was, did not come out of the blue. In fact, there was a time there was at the time of his birth a sense of anticipation, an expectation within most of the Jewish population, which can be traced back to a thread or a theme that was found in the Jewish scriptures. Now if we are made aware of the sense of anticipation that runs in the Old Testament, it will help us to understand this following passage recorded in Luke's Gospel uh, that I'm going to read for you. Let me read. It says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was a righteous and devout man. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took the young boy in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. Isn't that amazing? Here we've got this perhaps elderly man, a devout man, and he had been waiting. In fact, his whole life he had been living with a sense of anticipation that he would be able to see the Messiah before he died. Now, as I mentioned earlier uh, in our intro, there was an expectation within the Jewish nation that at some point God would send... A Messiah. A Messiah is really just a code word for an anointed king, a leader, a warrior king who, who would be sent and who would usher in a new era almost like in South Africa we would talk about Madiba being ushering in a new rainbow nation era for us. Well, the Jews were thinking exactly the same things. There would be a Messiah, a man sent of God who would usher in this new era. This belief was birthed many years before, and it didn't just come from the difficulties that Israel experienced politically and economically. No, no. There was not just a general optimism that next year will be better. 2017's got to be better than 2016. No, no. Simeon's expectation can be traced very specifically to a number of prophecies that were found in the writings of the books that make up the Jewish Bible. These prophecies were actually promises by God to the nation of Israel that he was going to intervene within the history their history through a unique warrior king to rescue or to save the nation now it's important to understand the nature of biblical prophecy i like to think that it's rather like the clues that are handed out to the uh, contestants in the tv series the amazing race the details are sketchy often cryptic but the team that interprets the clues correctly will get to the correct spot. So, considering the advent of the Messiah or the coming of the Messiah, there were certain aspects in those prophecies that weren't very specific. For example, the exact date. Other aspects were very, very clear. Now, tomorrow we're going to look at more detail at these promises, but today I want to just throw out one or two questions as we come to close. If, during this season, you are a Christ follower, a Christian... You would be waiting, I believe, for something that God has promised you. You have an expectation, personal and unique to your situation. Perhaps a career change. Perhaps you're leaving school or leaving varsity. There's a family issue that you need resolution and you felt that God has spoken a word to you. The Advent is a great time for us to be reminded that God will fulfill his promises. Perhaps you're listening today and you've got absolutely no expectations of God doing in your life. In fact, if you're honest, God might or might not be there. As my friend Jamie says, whatever. I would encourage you, hang on with us because the Bible is full of folk who began their faith journey as skeptics and ended up like my friend Simeon, who at the end of his life prayed this incredible prayer. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, as you have promised, he held on to that promise, you may now dismiss your servant in peace For my eyes have seen your salvation. Nothing can top it when God makes good on his promise to you. This is reason for a huge celebration. So until tomorrow, cheers, signing out.